Chapter Six of Ruffles and Danny, or The Responsibility of Ruffles, by Marjorie Watson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six, the voyage of discovery on which Mister Sanderson had started several hours earlier, intent upon acquainting himself with the possibilities of the surrounding country, was certainly opening up unexpected vistas. So he thought as he continued his walk toward the White House nor were the surprises at an end rounding the corner of the house he came in sight of the wide piazza and there leaning against the knees of a motherly white-haired lady with all the ease of long acquaintance and intimate confidence was his own small son their interest in each other appeared absorbing another butt in for me i guess well as danny is ahead of me it's not a case of where angels fear to tread anyway so here goes danny's back being toward the garden he did not see his father until mrs frost rose taking him by the hand announcing that a strange gentleman was coming up the drive why it's father said danny run then and meet him she urged and invite him to come up have you ever had among your acquaintances or friends a woman of nearly sixty years of age who still retains the bloom and contour of youth on her cheeks the alluring curves of the lips with an intermittent dent at their corners a skin soft smooth and rosy eyes which have refused to see anything but the best there was in the lives of others a figure of comfortable curves and the crowning glory of snow-white hair of the texture and gloss of a baby's very likely not for such are rare only a life of perfect optimism love goodwill and charity can wear this outward expression but with my very best endeavors i can give you no adequate idea of the magnetism of the captain's wife danny had flown to her arms as naturally as though he had always known the comfort of their ministration standing at the piazza steps waiting to extend further hospitality with the folds of her simple black dress falling softly about her a wide low white lace collar fastened with an old-fashioned amethyst pin surrounded by pearls there was always a touch of lavender somewhere about her she made mr sanderson in his turn feel the grace of her presence and the charm of her welcome bending with old-time gallantry over her extended hand he brushed it lightly and reverently with his lips. "'I was coming to ask pardon for trespassing,' he said, "'and now I see I must beg it for two. "'On the contrary, I am really indebted to Danny for a very delightful half-hour, Mr. Sanderson. "'You see, he has told me who you are. I am Mrs. Frost. "'Will you not sit down and rest a while?' she urged, indicating an inviting lounging chair." thank you i have been on a long tramp if you will pardon the dust i shall be most happy to accept but i very much fear danny has run away from home he is not allowed to go about alone glancing around for danny mrs frost exclaimed will you look at that baby what is he so interested in sitting on the ground his feet wide apart and legs straight out compass fashion his hands on his knees and head bent in complete absorption over some object danny had forgotten their existence it's probably some bug 
laughed his father nothing in nature escapes his notice what have you found danny asked mrs frost danny rose in great excitement rushing to the piazza steps come see mine gobby come see mine gobby he said with shining eyes what is a gobby laughingly inquired mrs frost i think i'll go and see danny eagerly slipped his hand in hers and led her to the spot his treasure was an extremely queer-looking sort of short round fat worm that looked like a cross between a diminutive owl and a fish with small yellow rings for eyes danny laughed with glee and took the disagreeable-looking thing up in his hands he's mine gobby he announced with satisfaction he's certainly beautiful she said in pretended admiration but carefully backing away from the outstretched hand she was wishing the captain would come from the garden and wondering where mary was danny i think we are going to have some cookies and milk up on the piazza in a few minutes don't you want to put the gobby under this big green leaf where he can eat his supper and will you run to that summer-house down there and see if there is a lady in it and if you find a lady tell her to come to me the gobby was carefully tucked under the leaf and the small sturdy legs scampered on their mission returning to the piazza mrs frost now turned her attention to their other guest and they were soon talking happily but mr sanderson noted with speculative amusement the direction in which danny's feet were flying how have you managed to coax such a wonderful garden from this sandy soil he asked with interest eternal vigilance on the part of captain frost and my daughter mary with some outside help then they launched into a discussion of the relative value of soils and mr sanderson explained the method of irrigation employed in colorado as danny neared the entrance to the arbor he began to wonder who the lady would be and his steps slackened in a growing embarrassment cautiously he peeped in seeing mary asleep he hesitated started back then took a step or two toward her she's a pretty lady he said to himself and gradually he grew quite near then he grew courageous and gently touched her cheek mary's eyes opened and looked right at danny whose own eyes had the look of a startled deer with the same alert ready to run at any moment expression i don't believe i can be awake she said quietly am i dreaming or is this a fairy and she smiled in a disarming manner she tried not to show her astonishment fearful lest he should run away it was so wonderful that this beautiful boy of her dreams should be right here in the flesh happily she had said just the right thing the word fairy appealed to danny this lady looked as though she could play he guessed he'd try her and see seizing a twig he spied near at hand he jumped to a chair and in a high-pitched piping little voice announced i'm a fairy king and what shall i be asked mary well you're just a girl now but i can make you anything i wants to by touching you with this wand oh yes i see please make me something nice 
prancing over to mary he waved the wand in mystic fashion over her and touching her said now you're a fairy girl and we must go out and dance around the flowers growing uneasy at the length of time danny was gone mr sanderson and mrs frost walked to the end of the piazza which commanded a view of the arbor just in time to see danny emerge with mincing steps followed immediately by mary her lavender skirt held high with both hands tripping a sort of two-step in and out among the shrubs they circled chanting in sing-song fashion looking up danny caught sight of the laughingly interested spectators and his face became blank watching him mary asked what was the matter mrs frost picked up a megaphone lying on the table nearby and called out when the masquerade is over refreshments will be served on the piazza mary's skirts dropped hastily a rosy flush suffused her face and she and danny looked guiltily at each other is that your father dear she asked trying to arrange the loosened strands of her hair yes let's go get some cookies he suggested slipping his hand in hers there was nothing to do but to assume a dignified ease she was far from feeling and be presented all dishevelled as she was not at all realizing that the exercise the embarrassment and the stray locks made her appear much younger than she really was in response to her mother's introductions mary's hand-clasp of welcome was a firm one and there was a mute exchange of apology and understanding as their eyes met i hope you will allow danny to come and play fairies with me very often laughed mary i expect i shall have to make it a business to see that you are not imposed upon after this but it looks to me as though there was a day of judgment coming for danny and mr sanderson called attention to a cloud of dust on the other side of the river out of which emerged a horse and rider who clattered at breakneck speed over the wooden bridge seizing the megaphone he gave a loud call which so surprised ruth that she nearly pulled the mare on her haunches looking in the direction of the call she saw the group on the piazza and came on at a reasonable pace entering the drive at a walk throwing the reins on the neck of the fine animal she folded her arms with a prettily assumed air of displeasure and addressed her father dad when you and danny are going to a party it will avoid confusion if you will kindly announce the fact mary ran down the steps extending both hands we are so glad you've come she said please jump down and we'll have a real truly party but you mustn't scold danny i know you are danny's sister i've seen you before i'll tell you about it some time just let mother make you comfortable while i lead the horse to the barn and find father and then we'll be complete no mr sanderson please it's a pleasure but he insisted on leading the horse if you like to come and see that i put her in the right place he conceded bonnie will appreciate it they walked out to the barn with bonnie's beautiful head between them her soft velvety muzzle rubbing mary's hand ingratiatingly for with an animal's quick and sure instinct the mare responded to the keen appreciation of this new friend End of chapter six